as lines. As boys' lines. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Well, it is so good to have you join me once again for the As Bold as Lions podcast, a weekly podcast meant to strengthen your walk in the Lord. And the As Bold as Lions ministry is all about encouraging, equipping, and just bring inspiration to your faith. Um, if you've joined me on a podcast before, thanks for coming back. And uh, if you would, let let this message be shared with someone else. Um, just kind of keeps this whole thing going. So uh, if you want to know more about As Bold as Lions or about me, Derek Charles Johnson, you can go to my website, DerekCharlesJohnson.com, and there's a lot of information there. Uh, worship leader, blogger, singer, songwriter, podcaster as of, I guess, about February of last year. So we're, we're kind of nearing a, a one-year uh, point here. And so it's it's been a lot of fun to kind of delve into this and to see what the Lord would have through it. So hopefully uh, these these are blessings to you as you tune in. And, uh, I know for me, um, they've, they've been something that has encouraged my own walk to just study scripture and and pull out truths from it and, uh, things that I hope are relevant and necessary for you to hear as well. So we are nearing the end of a five part series on the book of James, uh, five chapters and five weeks, five episodes. Uh, this is episode four of that series. And this is my first attempt to kind of look at the book of the Bible in this way, um, even for the podcast or, or even the blog that um, I've I've been doing for about five years now. I've not really taken uh, just a book and and just try, tried to kind of go through it in 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 a little bit more detail and, and pull out different main points. And so, kind of a Bible study type of a thing where. Each week we're we're just looking at this book of James and and pulling out what he's he's trying to drive home. Um, hopefully, uh, if this format has been helpful for you and useful, you, you know I'd, I'd love to hear from you. And if there's anything that you would say, hey, I, I liked it, but would appreciate it if you would spend more time on this, or if you'd um, pull in. Whatever. I'm open to constructive criticism and and maybe even just waiting until the, the fifth episode is up and then you can kind of go through the whole thing. And maybe there's something else that you're just like, wow, I really wish, Derek, you would have you would have addressed this or um, what if you tried doing this? I'm open to any of that because I'm, I'm very new to all this, even this many episodes in of doing a podcast. It's still kind of this. um somewhat unfamiliar territory. So uh, I want to keep tailoring things as we move forward, kind of refining and and making this the best experience for you as, as you listen and, and something that 
you truly want to uh, incorporate into your life and um, something that benefits you. So, so James chapter four, um, some new ground being broken here as we um, look at some, some newer topics, but also he's circling back to and, and covering some things he's already, he's already stated. And I, I just a, a footnote to that. I, I think anytime we see in the word and in, in scripture where the Bible seems to address a certain topic and then repeats it again somewhere else. There's, there's a reason for that. There's a reason why there's repetition within scripture. And Jesus, he would often say things we translate where he's, it's truly, truly, I say unto you, or the old King James, um, verily, verily, I say unto you. And, and Jesus is, is doing the same thing. He's repeating something for emphasis. He's, he, he wants his listeners to get a, a certain point. A lot of times it's just the disciples. It's just him just talking to them, being very transparent because he knows they're the ones that, that need to then take this message and they're the ones that need to uh, absorb it as fully as possible. So maybe if he said it twice or he came back to it and said it in a different way, but it's still the same overall meaning, it would drive the point home. It would get them to say, okay, this is important. We need to know this. And so I look at James and I see some of these things over and over again. I'm like, okay, this is important. I need to know this. Uh, we're talking about things like quarreling today and double-mindedness, um, taming the tongue. It's, it's all kind of comes back in these verses in chapter four. And, you know, beyond all of that, I think it's just the overall conduct that James is after that he's, he's talking about what, what does it look like if we're in Christ? How, how does that affect us? How does it play out in terms of our behavior and, and how we act? And so we'll weave in some of what has been covered and, and then go into some of the newer areas that, that he addresses today. Uh, and our first point as we jump right in is that wrong desires come from a wrong relationship with God. Wrong desires come from a wrong relationship with God. Listen to this in uh, uh, verse 7, picking up in, in James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Skipping to uh, verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. So this chapter opens. James starts with a couple of questions. Um, he's saying, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? So he's 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 asking these questions, and I think he's just kind of trying to poke at the motives of our hearts and uh, who we really are when, if we're apart from Christ, like in our, our own sinfulness, our own flesh. And we, we end up fighting with others because we want certain things. We covet. We want the things of this world. And ultimately, uh, because our view of God is wrong, because we have a skewed view of, of who he is, we desire what we do not have rather than seeking our fulfillment solely within the Lord. And it gets back to some of this double-mindedness that he talked about in James 1, in uh, chapter 1, because we, we want to be in Christ. We kind of want to have that foot in this in 
in the in him and in our faith but we also have these worldly desires that we want fulfilled and we say man i want i want jesus but i really want this too and and sometimes it's it's just coming to a head where it's like you can't have both you really you really just need to to follow christ and and let go of the things of this world so james answer is is really quite simple and it's to the point draw near to god and he will draw near to you. Make it a point to to get your priorities in line. Um, be cleansed and be purified before him. Verse 10 completes that whole thought. It's humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Humility is an awesome thing. It's an awesome trait to develop as Christians. It's something that the Lord exalts. It's something that he honors. And really it's a posture of our hearts that that he rewards. Humility is really, it's not something that the world really looks too highly on. Um, you don't see a lot of people that are in the public eye that are noted for just being a humble, you know, foot washing servant type of a person. And I, the times when I do see it, when I notice it within um, a certain context, it, it definitely sticks out. Um, I think of the the football players or somebody at the end of a game and they're given the mic in their face to, to say, Hey, great game. You know what, you know, have some comment about how you guys did and what you performed and all this. And, and the opportunity is there for that person to, to then just kind of take all the glory and say, yeah, we're, we're amazing. We did awesome. We played together as a team. Everybody, you know, did great, played well. But for that person, maybe it's a quarterback or somebody to just step back and say, I want to give the glory to my my God and my, my Savior. I want to give my, the glory to my Savior, Jesus Christ. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, okay, that's that's humility. That's putting yourself in your proper context and in, in your uh, proper position before the Lord. And I think that's something we all have the opportunity to do on a daily basis to just to give the glory back to him for whatever, um, for whatever this life brings. And so really that's, that's how we can play out some of these things. We, we have to stop looking around as, as James talks about the, the desires that we have. We have to stop looking around and getting jealous or allowing ourselves to, to have this coveted, covetedness uh, rise within. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but the, the spirit of, of coveting, of wanting something that is not yours, to, to allow that to come up within yourself. And I know for me and for many others in our modern uh, era, social media is one area where this can be a struggle. Social media is just kind of the fake, phony, plastic appearance of everybody around us. We only put our best lives on social media, we, we translate that to the world and say, Hey, I've got it all going on here. You should, you should like me. You should desire what I've, what I've got here. And, uh, it, it creates this, this false sense of, of the way things are, but yet we, we get drawn into that and we say, I want that. I want to be like whatever this, this person has. And so if it's just turning that off, avoiding it, I'd say, Cut the ties to it. Anything media related um, can be a trapping. The advertisements we see and the things that appeal not necessarily to our needs, but but our wants, our desires. Like there's things that we need that we have to have, but there's also the things that 
oh, man, it'd be nice if I had this. It'd be nice if I had a nicer watch or a nicer car or bigger home or whatever, you know, and, and all the things that, that, um, Madison Avenue, I guess, can can bring before us and, and say, in order to ha- be happy, in order to have what you really want, you need this. And we know how that that ends up because we're never fulfilled by that thing. We're, you know, whatever it is, it, it's temporary and it it goes away. James is saying, don't don't get caught up in that stuff. Find fulfillment in Christ. Find fulfillment in His presence. Soak in His Word. Be in prayer. You know, that, that hymn which just says, and the, the things of earth will grow strangely dim. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. There's some truth there because the life that we have, the, the world around us, all of its trappings just kind of start to fade as we center in and we focus more on Jesus. So first point, just getting our our desires um, in the right the right frame where we, we need them to be. Secondly, um, again, we must watch our tongue. Again, we must watch our tongue. In verse 11 says, do not speak evil against one another, brothers. Spoke last week on the famous taming of the tongue chapter, chapter three. And James just leaning into that again, um, and, and just talking about church conduct, the words we speak about each other in the body, that those are important things. And uh, this lengthy discussion that James has already had, um, he's he's acknowledging that the tongue is powerful. That there's this this small member of our bodies, but it can do so much damage. It can it can just set a whole forest uh, ablaze on fire. And in this chapter, in chapter four, he's he's talking about speaking of evil uh, of another brother in the faith. And, and really, what does that do? Well, it elevates us. Anytime we do this, when we're, we're kind of speaking against somebody else, it kind of puts us in this position of lawgiver or judge. And it's a position and a role that, that we're not meant to take on. Who is the lawgiver? Well, Christ is. He's the judge. Verse 12, there's only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? Points right to the heart. Um, this is the short point, this second point, but it's it's nevertheless important and it's it's powerful. We must guard our words, get a handle on our tongues. We cast ourselves under the same judgment we put someone else under when we speak evil. You know, the things we're saying about them, we're we're bringing it onto ourselves as well. And it, it has to be something that, that we, we repent of and, and we walk away from. It's evidently something that James is dealing with in the fellowships that he's in, the circles that he runs with, and he, he doesn't like it. It's, he knows it's not of the Lord. And, and we see it at work today as well. We see it in our churches. We see it in our context, and we must avoid it. So first point being... Our wrong desires come from a wrong relationship with God. Secondly, we must, again, watch our tongue. Third, tomorrow is not promised. Live for today. This is a, a little bit of a different direction that we've got uh, seen in James, but a very important point. Verse 14, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time, then vanishes kind of a a very um, strong wake-up call there. The final verses of chapter 4, 
introduce a newer theme to what James has addressed. Still, it's it's keeping with the overall conduct and attitude of, of the heart that he is after. We must live in a way that reflects eternity, live in the light of eternity. Some walk in Christ, but they want to store up treasure for uh, for tomorrow, make plans for tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. But James is reminding us none of that is promised. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't plan for the future or look forward to the future. There's nothing in there that, that says we shouldn't do that. But some look to the future as if there's nothing else to live for, or prepare for, that, that we're always going to kind of live and exist. And there's no real... Um, recognition that, hey, at some point this all ends and and there's an eternal destination that we have to keep in mind. And if we think about it, this is really the mindset that the world has, just living for for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and kind of just falling into that trap that people fall into. There's this uh, living for the moment and then preparing for the next moment to come and just going from from that that thing to the next and, and always just kind of assuming it's going to be like that. James reminds us, he's very, talk about just bringing us uh, into a humble place. He, he reminds us we are vapors. We're here today and gone tomorrow. And if we are to live our lives right in Christ, we, we should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. That's uh that's a quote from, from chapter four. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Is it God's will? Does it line up with the path he has for my life? To find ourselves asking these questions is, is healthy and it's right as we walk in Christ. But to never ask these questions um, and just kind of make our own plans and just conduct our own business without an awareness of him or care for, for the, for his desires is, is wrong. We, we need to incorporate God's plan into our lives and, and follow him. James calls this sin and, and rightly so. My title for today's podcast is Matters of Conduct. Matters of Conduct. And I think that is one way to kind of, um, Put a title and encompass the the whole of what this text is saying. It could could be another title, but that's that's just what came to mind as I was reading through this these verses. And really, you could extend it out to the whole book of James. Matters of conduct. Um, there's so much that he has to say throughout this book uh, about the conduct of those who profess Christ. And as we close up today, I just want to center in and, and talk about this a little bit more. You know, sometimes it's it's taboo to, to talk about sanctification, this idea and this process of being becoming holy, uh, the, the working of, of holiness in our lives. Um, it's sometimes a little bit taboo to talk about it beyond kind of just the individual standpoint. And what I mean by that is that we we don't address this too much to the point of, of making anyone feel uncomfortable. And we look at them as kind of like, well, that's between me and the Lord. That's, that's me and God type of a thing conversation that I, that I have with him. So, so don't rail on me too much. But I think what James is proving here is that it's okay 
from an individual standpoint and a corporate standpoint to talk about holiness and the outworkings of our faith. After all, if the spirit is inside of us, shouldn't there be some evidence of that? Shouldn't an onlooking world be able to tell that we are indeed Christians? And that is a question I leave you with uh, this week. And also as we wrap up next time, it's going to be worth it to, to look at James through this lens. Who we are in Christ, what we are becoming, and how we are growing, it all matters. We continue to either feed and foster that growth, and it's through things like prayer and scripture reading and accountability And if you need some more further direction on that, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to uh, first podcast of this year, new year, new you, because we talked about all those things. So we we either choose to feed and foster the growth that we have in Christ, or we choose to grow complacent and we start to stagnate because we really just do nothing. And James is, is trying to wake up and, and sound the alarm to those who would listen and those who would care. We read his words today and we look for the ones who would listen as well. I ask you, are you one who will take this message and live it out? And am I one as well? Oh, let our answer be yes, Lord. I want to grow in you and I want to become more like you. Guys, I know these are these are heavy hitting messages, and as you go through James, if you do your own study on it and just read it yourself, you you will very quickly start to recognize that he's he's addressing things that are flaws, that are areas within the church that are lacking, and just in a moment of complete honesty and transparency. I don't see that a lot within today's church. I don't see that a lot within our brand of American Christianity. I don't see a lot of people talking about what it means to be holy and serve a holy God. And that because we are holy people called to, to reflect him, there's, there's something that comes as a, a, out about it within us because of that, that as we spend time in his presence, we reflect his glory, just like Moses coming out of the tent of meeting. And, and he had to put a veil over his face because the glory of the Lord, he had been in his presence. And a lot of times we just kind of want to get enough Jesus just to get through the day, maybe an uplifting word of some sort or a, a praise song or something that just kind of does something for our spirit. But we're not really looking for more than that. We're not really after a true relationship in, in seeing some heart change. And as I said, whenever I bring something up like this, which is maybe controversial or just a little hard to receive, I'm not saying it to, chastise anybody or, or condemn anyone. I'm, I'm looking in the mirror saying, this is, this is what I need to receive. This is what I need to hear. 
And I need to put some feet to what James is saying because he's, he's speaking truth here. So I leave you uh, with all that as we close up today and as we look to next week to finish up and then go a little bit different direction uh, with the podcast again into a new series. But I leave all that to just say, allow the Lord to draw you into closer and closer relationship with him. Allow yourself to, to not be distracted by the things of this world and the things that this world say will fill you up and, and complete you because they're only going to leave you more and more empty. But he is going to fill you and he is going to make you whole and he is going to be uh, what makes up for, for any desire you have. He, he will be more than enough. Guys, I'm leaving you with Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 to just bless you with this theme verse as we look to next time. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Hope you are blessed. Hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share. And head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.